Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because because now. Now we bring on our buddy Nick Hamilton. Welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A whole lot to talk about on this episode. Is a ram more valuable than a goat? Who has the ingredients for Pat Mahomes barbecue? And USC has definitely reinvented the remix. All that and Kyrie's crazy conspiracy theories, all that and more here on TMA with Nick Hamilton. Now, what I need you to do is follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA and as well as on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Now, I had a pretty, pretty interesting weekend. I mean, it was always packed. I mean, you, I watched the USC Trojans take on the Oregon State Beavers, which should have been a pretty easy win when the USC Trojans were about 11 point favorites going into the game, coming off their 45 point you know, unanswered win against the Washington State Cougars on the road as they were still trailing, I believe, 14 nothing, And like I said, scored 45 unanswered points. So you would think them coming back home to the Coliseum, play Helton has been fired. Dante Williams has taken over as head coach and is now game number two, first home game as a head coach for the USC Trojans. And you would think you would see something just a tad bit different than what we were accustomed to under Gomer Helton. Wrong. The defense continues to be stagnant. Drake London continues to be absolutely phenomenal. Drake Jackson on defense, along with Chris Steele and a couple other defenders, talented to no extent. The problem is you can't score. And you can't defend to stop the run. Oregon State had 324 yards rushing. That's right. You heard me. Oregon State. A team that you would not be accustomed to as far as paying attention to because, first of all, they're so far in Corvallis, nobody even pays attention to them. And number two, they haven't really made any significant strides in decades. So why the hell would you pay attention to them? The team to pay attention to is obviously USC. USC had 76 rushing yards. 76. And you think that's going to get it done? At one point, USC led 14-7 before Oregon State was able to tie it up going into halftime and tie it up at 14 all. And then the second half, which just came unglued. I mean, Keydown Slovis looked like absolute garbage. And we've seen better games out of Keydon Slovis. Like I said, Drake Jackson had a quiet game, even though he had over 100 yards. It still was a quiet game. And I really actually feel bad for, for Drake London because he's so talented. And you know he's going to go. He's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL if he continues to excel the way he is. But as far as winning games, not going to happen. Dante Williams, and I hate to say it like this, but we all know, let's let's be honest here, folks. 
while we're on this here program, because I like to be honest with people. I like to keep it a buck, as we like to say. We all know Dante Williams is not going to be the future head coach of USC. We all know that. He's a great recruiter, does pretty well with the, with the, with the defensive backs, but he's not head coaching material. He's not media savvy as much as he should be as a head coach. We, we, I saw that firsthand on Saturday because this guy cannot take hard questions. And if you can't take hard questions as a head coach of one of the most prestigious football programs in the country, you're going to be in for a long haul. And that says a whole lot about you as a person, as far as being able to take hard questions and take the criticism that is duly noted and well-deserved because you earned that. You lost to Oregon State. Not only did you did you lose to Oregon State, you got your ass kicked. Let's be completely honest about that. The fact that the fans were leaving midway through the third quarter in droves is absolutely ridiculous. And I took a lap around the Coliseum on Saturday. A colleague of mine and I, we took a lap because I like sometimes I like getting out. I like I like being in the atmosphere. I like seeing what the what the fans kind of listening in on what the fans are talking about, how they're acting, how they're responding. What what's the the ratio of fan bases? And let me tell you something. Growing up here in Los Angeles, when I told you guys before on a couple of shows back, how big USC once was, at least when I was growing up and being in the atmosphere, USC was everything in Los Angeles. Next to the Dodgers and the Lakers, USC was everything. And this was a time where we didn't have an NFL team, as I explained to you all, like I said, a few shows back. The mystique, the ambiance, as we say now, the vibe, it was everything. It was explosive every week. People would show up three hours before game time just to get in, just to line up to get in to see a Matt Leinart or a Reggie Bush or a Lindell White or a Dwayne Jarrett or what the defense was bringing or later on, Joe McKnight and 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 uh, uh, Mark Mark Sanchez and and guys like that, the Kang of the Booty Fumble. That's right. Before he was the Kang of the Booty Fumble, Mark Sanchez was that dude in college. And he was that dude at USC. And people would line up in droves to watch. And let me tell you something: it was a sight to see. If you couldn't experience that in real time, you missed out. When I walked around the Coliseum on Saturday, it was so lackluster. You thought we were walking at a funeral. This uh, this is a USC football game, mind you. And I'm walking around the Coliseum. And my colleague and I, we're walking around. We're like, damn, man, it doesn't have the same feel. It just doesn't have the same mystique. It doesn't have the same presence. What SEC games are like and we're like and what Alabama and Georgia and LSU games are like, that's what SC was like back in the day. It was that type of crowd. Now I'm not saying I'm I'm not trying to compare, but you get you get what I'm hopefully you get the illustration that I'm trying to paint here. It was that epic. Now people just stroll in, no big deal. There's no oomph to it. There's no there's no rah-rah fanfare. I mean they're not, they don't they don't even sell out. There are so many empty seats at the Coliseum. It's not even funny. And it's sad to see how, how far that program has gone down. And because of a modern day death penalty known as the sanctions, pretty much busted up that program because that program has not been the same since. They have not been able to fully recover and become the USC that we are all accustomed to knowing. 
the, the days when my pops, who was way, you know, obviously he's in a different age group. He remembers how, how great USC used to be the days of John McKay and, and even John, the first time John Robinson became the head coach there. The great USC teams of old and then the Pete Carroll teams, what I was accustomed to. We have yet to see that with USC. USC, it seems like they have, they're under an identity crisis. Like they have yet to discover who they truly are or remember who they are. And as I said before, they are thinking like a D3 school instead of a Pac-12 D1 top, top notch franchise. And for you to go get your ass kicked in front of your home crowd to the point in the fourth quarter, it was, I mean, it, it, you could have stretched out and went to sleep. You could have got your sleeping bag and, and, and a pillow and stretched out. That's how much room it was between seats. It was that bad. I've never seen USC. I, I, well, I haven't seen it this bad. Let me put it this way. I haven't seen it this bad since fans have returned. And before, and when fans were there. Because it's under, and you can thank one person. No, not even Gomer Helton. Because his key card continued to work for eight years. Mike Bone? Nope. I like Mike Bone as an AD. I wish they let him do his job, really. There's one person that you can all thank for this, USC. Trojan fans, Trojan football fans, Trojan athletics. One person. Her name is Carol Folt. Because Carol Folt deems academics over athletics. Which is why some of the boosters have dialed back. And there's only one person that can save this USC organization, or should I say football program from a relic? One person. Now I hear all these kind of names, Luke Fickle, James Franklin, and I like James Franklin. I think he's done a tremendous job at Penn State. If you think James Franklin, why the hell would James Franklin leave Penn State and what he's trying to accomplish there to come to USC to start a whole new rebuild? Luke Fickle. Why the hell would Luke Fickle want to come when he's about to go to the Big 12 with no pressure and no eyeballs on him and leveling the playing field? Especially when Texas and Oklahoma officially make their jump to the SEC, it's pretty much going to be a level playing field. Why would he subject himself to the USC and rebuilding him and coming into a number two market where all eyes are going to be on you? Eardrums, people's mamas, daddies, grannies, are going to be on your head if you don't win ball games. If you missed out on recruits. You need a big name. Eric B. Enemy is not coming. Let me let me reiterate that. Eric B. Enemy, I don't give a damn what the reports have said. I'm telling you what I I'm telling you source first first source news. He is not coming to USC. There are too many intangibles on why he's coming to USC, and I can't get into the details specifically. But let me assure you, there is a history between Mike Bone and Eric B. Enemy. That is not a great relationship. Okay? So you can cross Eric B. Enemy off your list. Again, why the hell would Eric B. Enemy come to USC? Under these circumstances, when he can coach what arguably more than likely would be one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen in Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And probably God, God, God bless him, Andy Reid, and hopefully he's doing much better because we all know he had to go to the hospital suddenly. So hopefully he's doing much better. But that should make that may be an indication 
Andy Reid's time is coming to a close sooner than later when it comes to him gracing the sidelines. Who do you think is going to take over? You think Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid won't go up to upstairs management and say we want Eric Bieniemy? Absolutely, they're going to do that. I'd be shocked if they didn't. So Eric Bieniemy will be a head coach. It just won't be for the USC Trojans. So there's only one individual that you can get. One. And it damn sure ain't this this head coach that they have now, Dante Williams. Take a quick listen on what the questions that were thrown at him, including yours truly, who he could not handle, apparently. Take a listen. Let me know if there's any type of sense of urgency or pulse that you all hear. Coach, you guys have 76 yards rushing. What do you do specifically to fix that to get more uh, balance as far as the offense is concerned? Uh, well, for one, being the lead. Right, when you're behind, it becomes unbalanced because you have to keep passing the ball to stay in the ball game. Now, you see, where is the sense of urgency? I don't blame the players because the players are an extension of the head coach. When you look at Nick Saban, when you look at Kirby Smart, when you look at Davo Sweeney, when you look at Mario Cristobal, what do you see in those coaches that stand out the most to you, ladies and gentlemen? Is it the fact of not only they win ball games, but their attitude and what they what they this what they disseminate to their players as far as how to carry themselves, how to move, how to act, how to go, how to go about handling their business? I don't see that with Dante Williams. I really don't. It's no, it's not a knock on him personally, because I don't know the man personally. I'm just going off just the, the brief encounter and watching what I've seen up and down the sidelines for the last two games. I don't see that. So if you can't handle the hard questions, does that really think you really think he's gonna be a head coach, ladies and gentlemen, to move this this program along? The man that could move this program along, he's now coaching in Jacksonville. They have an opportunity to redeem themselves now because Urban Meyer is not happy in the NFL. They can say what they want. I've talked to a couple people. He's not happy. He's going off. He's upset. He's grouchy. It's a long season, ladies and gentlemen, 17 games. It's a long season. And some may say, well, does USC really want to wait until January when the recruiting process has already gone forth? Let me tell you something. If they back the Brinks truck for Urban Meyer and Urban Meyer agrees to get and hopefully they give him mostly, if not all, full autonomy to run the team the way he sees fit. And I do hope they co- I do hope they keep Dante Williams because I think he's a great recruiter. And I think Urban Meyer could use him as a recruiter. But if you think some kid ain't going to decommit when they find out that Urban Meyer is at USC to play for Urban Meyer. Arguably the second best coach in college football next to Nick Saban. You are lying to yourself. You need to get off the drugs. Because there's no way you can convince me otherwise. And Urban Meyer is the only only person I can think of outside of an NFL coach, maybe a John Harbaugh, if he and him and the Baltimore Ravens decide to part ways, which now I highly, uh, I may be highly unlikely. So there's only one person that can save the program, and that's Urban Meyer. If you don't get Urban Meyer, you get some small time. minority hire if that's what you want to do to cover up the things that you you, you can't cover up then you're fooling yourself and this program is going to be mediocre until lord knows when hell you can't even recruit out of california how the hell are you going to recruit nationally
you need an Urban Meyer to help you not only recruit in California, but will help you recruit across the country. Because if you don't, you just another pellet on the screen, on the Pac-Man screen. You don't stand out at all. There's no color. There's no flavor. Nothing. You just run of the mill, playing football on Saturdays, playing 11 to 12 games, however many games it ends up being. And all the other schools that I mentioned will continue to excel and you'll just be an afterthought. And USC is too good of a program to be an afterthought. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into the NFL as well as some NBA talk. And oh, yeah, your man Kyrie's conspiracy theories hit home once again. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Be sure to stay tuned. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. 
So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. Now, the NFL, yes, is in full bloom, even though it is week three. But if you were in Los Angeles on Sunday, they brought out all the stars. The stars were aligned around SoFi Stadium. It was the game of all games. It was an epic atmosphere. I happened to be there. I did a couple laps around the stadium. And let me tell you something. It was at least 75, 25 Rams fans in the building. There were a lot of Tom Brady fans. They weren't necessarily Bucks fans, but there were a lot more Tom Brady fans there than I would say Bucks fans uh, that were in the building. But everybody came out to see the GOAT against the Rams and Matthew Stafford that offense Deshaun Jackson got involved congratulations to him being back in the city as as everyone knows he is from LA born and raised so for him to have a massive game like that in front of the home crowd in front of the hometown and and, in cats where he grew up from not too far down the street it was an uh, it was a solid moment it was a great moment for him because McVay had been talking, Sean, head coach Sean McVay, rather, had been talking about trying to ingratiate him into the offense and really get him a part of the offense uh, because the last couple of games he had really not been active in the offense. And so it was, that was a huge coming out party for Deshaun Jackson when it came to getting him out there and getting him open. And they had no answer for Deshaun Jackson. Yes, JPP was absent from the Tampa Bay Bucks defense. Yes, there was no Antonio Brown due to COVID protocols but i don't care who was out there antonio brown james brown tim brown doodoo brown it didn't matter it was rams and foe four quarters that is and they had no answer listen chris godwin was quiet mike evans was quiet even though they racked up yardage but they, they did it quietly tom brady did not throw a touchdown until late in the fourth quarter the defense had been racking his behind up all game long, pressuring him, frustrating him, sacked him twice. That is exactly what you have to do if you're going to rattle and unsettle Tom Brady. You have to get in his face. You have to put pressure on him. And the Rams figured it out. And that's exactly, I mean, from the crowd being hyped, I mean, every star you could think of from LeBron James to Draymond Green, to AD, to Carmelo, to THT. I believe I, somebody told me Russell Westbrook was there. I saw Dr. Dre and F. Gary Gray there. You saw the cast of Ted Lasso there. Larry David was there. Sugar Ray Leonard and Mike Tyson were there. 
Um, who else was there? Anthony Anderson and Cedric the Entertainer were there. I mean, Paul George and, 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 and Kawhi, who did not show up on the screen, I might add, which was probably the smartest move that they could make. Because we all know in Los Angeles, if you ain't a Laker, you're going to get booed. If you're not a Laker or a Dodger or a King, you're going to pretty much, pretty much get booed. And I don't think they they deserve that, nor they should have been they should have suffered through that. So it was very smart on the people that so far not to put them on the jumbotron. Keep them on television, that's fine. Do not put them on a jumbotron in front of seventy three thousand plus people. That's not a good look. But the stars were aligned, and let me tell you something. This is the first time I've seen the Los Angeles Rams play complete football, especially defensively, for four quarters. This is the first time I've seen that, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last time. But this was a massive game, and this was a test in a potential NFC championship preview between the Bucs and the Rams because many people think the Bucs will be back. I personally think the Rams will be there as well. I picked the Rams to go to the Super Bowl this year. I think Matthew Stafford has a very strong arm that Deshaun McVay and company have been able to utilize. I think Sony Michelle gave them some quality yards. Jake Funk even made a guest appearance on the field yesterday, rookie Jake Funk. But Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby were those dudes yesterday. They were truly the MVPs of the wide receiver core. Outside of Deshaun Jackson's massive touchdown, I don't want to take anything away from that. But Tyler Higby, Cooper Cup, and that rhythm that Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford have been able to develop has been absolutely incredible. There is not a team that wants to see the Rams right now. I'd make every excuse you will oh, still be a non-believer. That's fine. Continue to doubt. That's fine. By the way, the Seattle Seahawks got beat by the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota yesterday, on Sunday, rather. Just FYI, which creates more of a gap. But the Rams have another tall test against the Arizona Cardinals, who are also 3-0. So... That's going to be an interesting pair on Sunday at SoFi. And the ironic thing about that, because it was an epic atmosphere, it was a playoff type of energy that I hadn't seen in SoFi in quite some time. But the ironic fact about that is that both LA teams beat Super Bowl champions on the same day. The Los Angeles Chargers went into Kansas City, went into Arrowhead Stadium, a place that they had some difficulty in times before. They won a couple of games there, but they've also had some difficulty winning games in times before. And they went into Kansas City against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs and handled their business. Again, defense played four quarters. Brandon Staley said something very interesting post-game about his defense, primarily Joey Bosa and Derwin James. And when we spoke with Joey Bosa on Monday, he gave us some insight on what happened with Derwin James. Derwin James actually dislocated his shoulder during the game. He had to have it popped in and went right back out. Brandon Stanley postgame said, these guys are warriors. These guys play with, like warriors. He's never used that terminology since he's taken over as head coach. He said some very favorable things about the defense, but never that way. And that to me said, this team is starting to come together. This defense is starting to come together. This offense is starting to come together because Mike Williams, goodness gracious, the, the connection we all thought. And to me, no disrespect to Keenan Allen, because I think Keenan Allen is, is, is still a top three, top four wide receiver in the league. But 
many of us thought that the connection was really going to be Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. But in actuality, it's been more Keenan Allen, excuse me, Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. Mike Will made it. Because Mike Will was out here in these football streets balling. He was bossing up. He caught the 50-50 balls, which to him are 80-20 balls. And he's out here balling. He's catching passes. He's making the chains, keeping the chains moving. He's scoring touchdowns in the right spots at the right time. And, he, and they did they executed exactly the way they need to execute down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Great clock management, but keeping the ball in Justin Herbert's hands to make sure the offense continue to stretch the field and move down the field to score and not put enough time on the clock for Pat Mahomes to get an opportunity to either tie it up or take a lead, which was brilliant. So my hat's off to the Los Angeles Chargers for winning that game. They needed to win that game. That was a huge game. That was a statement game, in my estimation, for the Los Angeles Chargers. Now they have to go back home to SoFi on Monday night and not lay an egg against the Oakland Raiders, who happen to be undefeated at this point, 3-0. Who the hell thought that they were going to be 3-0? Because I sure didn't. And outside of Raider Nation, I'm sure many of you thought they wouldn't be 3-0 either at this point. But so be it. Monday night game, SoFi, Los Angeles Chargers, two and one. Can they go three? Can they be three and one at the end of Monday night? That's going to be the tale. The defense looked pretty well. I mean, Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator, formerly of the Los Angeles Chargers, being a defensive coordinator there. But let me tell you, Brandon Staley's starting to turn the heat up on this Charger team. And that's going to be very, very interesting. And I'm loving it. L.A. is 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 is, is starting to get back big time again. And this the pro- This is what I've been saying all along. If you're in Los Angeles, you got to play. You got to move big. We saw what Steve Barber did with the the Intuit Dome. Steve Barber went out and spent 1.8 billion dollars and said, "Look, we're going to build a state of the art structure that's going to be way better than Staples Center." The facilities are going to be first class. You're going to have more toilets so you can take a leak and do whatever you need to do in between games so you won't miss a play. I mean, he's going to create a community area where people can come and play basketball and have these 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 uh, these areas where they can come and feel safe and really uh, embrace the community. Steve Bomber has definitely had to one up Staples. In order for the Clippers to really have a serious identity. So everything is big in L.A. It has to be. It ha- UCLA went up to Stanford, beat Stanford. Big win. Guess who, el- guess who didn't win? If you missed the first segment, go back and listen to it. You'll figure out who didn't win. But I digress. And speaking of big wins in the Clippers, the media day was on Monday. Today was the Lakers media day. Let me say this. And I made a post on my Instagram. And I'm not singling out any team in particular at all. This is just a league situation. But some of y'all got to stop using COVID as an excuse to discriminate against black-owned media, Latino-owned media, and media of color. 
because it appears it, it, it's that way. Now I'm not I'm not accusing anyone in particular, but from an ocular standpoint, it definitely feels and appeals that way. It appears that way because when you only allow so many people in a building for each team, right? And I can't speak to any other state because I'm not in any other state unless people that I know are in those states and they can tell me firsthand, hey, I was here. I didn't see this. I didn't see that. Right. In Los Angeles, where I am. I didn't see a lot of black owned media, Latino owned media outlets being there. I saw mainstream outlets being there. I saw a few a couple of black reporters. I didn't see any black owned media outlets. And that's that's interesting to me, because when you have a league that is 75 plus percent black, wouldn't it make sense to at least have 37.5 percent black owned media covering these teams? Wouldn't it make sense to have Latino owned media covering these teams since we live in such a metropolis where we have different cultures, different ethnicities and languages and groups? Wouldn't it make sense to have more media of color? If you're really trying to be that progressive as the NBA? If you're really trying to set a precedence and stand apart away from the NFL, which you deem as being less than progressive, very one-sided to a degree. So explain to me, how is it that we don't have enough black-owned media and media of color covering these NBA teams and being present to cover media days, for example? How does that happen? How does that, how do you allow that to happen? And if nobody speaks up, it's going to be continue to be the status quo. It's going to continue to go as regularly scheduled programming. So some of us have to start stepping up and start speaking out and start moving towards making serious change. We can't just keep talking about, oh, the league, this league does this and this league doesn't do that. And this league. No, you got to start making some serious changes. And one or two people can't just be the only catalyst for those changes. Protect black women, absolutely. More black women in the, in 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 the, in, the, in the workplace, absolutely. I want to see more black men in the workplace. I want to see more black owned media outlets in the workplace. I want to see more Latino owned media outlets in the workplace. I want to see more media of color in the workplace. I'm tired of being seeing folks getting shut out of stuff. And not having an ample opportunity to go get what, what is theirs and to be able to feed the audiences that they feed because they have to get second and third hand information. How the hell can you get original content where you can't even get the original feed and you can't be there? Does that make sense? Because it sure as hell don't make sense to me. So the NBA is going to have to do better. And if this is any indication of what the season's going to be like, I understand we all have to be on Zoom, and that's cool. But that means everybody should be on Zoom. Either we're all on Zoom or we're not all on Zoom. Because if you told us we had to be fully vaccinated and wear masks and keep six feet of distance, and I'm in total agreement of that, then what is the reason why we're still on Zoom? Please make, make it make sense. Help me help you. Make it make sense, please. Because it's, it's, it's not it's not registering in the logic category to me. And I'm not the only one that feels this way, but I'm the only one that's speaking. That's what I want to know. Make it make sense. Because if you told us we had to abide by these protocols, 
which I totally understand. I'm in full agreement of went and did it myself. Several other people I know went and did it. And we've been covering these teams for years. We ain't new booties on the block. Then why are we still stuck at home on Zoom and not being in the presence like everybody else? Is it that you don't respect our outlets? Is you don't you don't feel like they're 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 larger, they're large enough? Check us out. You'd be surprised the audiences that we reach. And I guarantee you, some of these people that are with these bigger, these bigger national networks and publications, if they were with those publications, they wouldn't even be seen. Because they couldn't even get in the door, or scratch the door to get in. But we do because we put in the work. And all we all we're asking for is an equal opportunity to be able to cover the same things that everybody else covers and to tell it from our perspective. Because our perspective speaks to a category, speaks to a, a range of people that middle America does not speak to. And that's just the bottom line of it all. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into the morning brunch. We'll bring in my man, Jake Warner, engineer extraordinaire, producer. And also, woo, your man, Kyrie. Goodness gracious, what the hell's going on with this cat now? All that and more on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Be sure to stay tuned. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere. 
allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn stronger because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction see if you're always winning then you don't really understand what it is to win you, you got to take those losses you got to take those hits there's got to be the valleys the peaks the ups the downs in order for you to when it does happen you go wow you know this is what it's all about on behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 1249, iHeart Latino. All right, y'all, final segment of the show, TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Nick Hamilton 213 Of course, I would be remiss if, not, if I did not bring in this individual, engineer extraordinaire, producer of the show. Jake Warner, his government name, better known as Big Brother Jake. What's happening, man? Yo, yo, what's good, huh, boy? How you doing, man? How we doing? Hey, man. Living and breathing, brother. That's all you could ask, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. And then some. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Well, you know, How's the week? weekend was good. You know, Chargers went in at KC and did the damn thing. So happy to see that. And seeing all these media days happen, that just means I'm, I'm ready to get back to work, man. I'm ready to go, you know. Hit them switches for uh, the Clippers and the Kings, and um, I, I'm just I'm I'm ready, man. I'm tired of sitting at home doing nothing. It's time to work. Well, you ain't been sitting at home doing nothing, <laughs> that's for sure. You, you can tell you, you can tell the people whatever you want, but you and I know what's going on. Uh, well, you know, I, I have a life outside of the uh, studio there, Nick, but I just keep yeah. it under wraps for now. Yeah, you the man. You the man. You the man. I'm for trying sure. to be like You're you, homeboy. I'm just trying to be no, like no, you. No, 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 sir. No, sir. You are the man. You are that. You are that dude. I'm trying, man. I All do, right, I man. Well, I, I worked up quite an appetite since I've been running my mouth these last couple of segments. So, man, I, I know if you're ready, but man, let's go ahead and chow down. All right, let's chow down, homeboy. Ah, uh, yeah. When you hear that. You know what's going on. <laughs> All right. Kyrie Irving did not show up with his teammates due to refusing to take the vaccine. How much does his conspiracy theories not only hurt him, but his team? How much friction will this cause during the season? Ooh, good question. Um, Here's what I will say. First of all, everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Right. Let me say that before I go any further. But just because it's your own opinion doesn't mean everybody needs to hear it. Right. And Kyrie has yet to understand just because someone sticks a microphone in your face as such doesn't mean you have to speak on every single thing. You're not on the radio. You're not on television. You are a basketball player who happens to have somewhat of intelligence. 
And everybody doesn't need to know your every single thought. That's not to say that you can't expose your thoughts to people. Right. But every single one, my God, dude, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you are out to lunch. You are just so in your, you are a Don in your own mind. Seriously. You think you are the United States of Kyrie Irving and him. You are the president, you the emperor, you the king. That's what you're coming across as. And you're coming across like a dumbass because you're saying stuff that is not factually accurate. You're going off some conspiracy theories about the vaccine. Listen, if you don't want to take the vaccine, that's your choice. That's your problem. But understand there's there are rules and consequences behind not taking the vaccine, meaning you can't play a Barclays because there's a state mandate that says otherwise. You can't play in the state of California. Again, state mandate. So in essence, you're hurting your team because your absence of not being there puts more pressure on guys like James Harding, yep. Ke- Kevin Durant. Uh, I believe they stay, they they uh, they still have Blake Griffin. Uh, they made an excellent draft. They made a couple of excellent draft picks this year. Um, I think they have LaMarcus Aldridge back now, if I'm not mistaken. So you're putting pressure on all of these guys. And their favorite, I picked them to win the chip this yeah, year. absolutely. A lot of people picked them to win the chip, at least to be in the NBA Finals and to beat out the Milwaukee Bucks, who are the, the reigning NBA champions in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right, right. So – with Kyrie being there, because say what you want about Kyrie and his idiotic thinking, the boy can play some ball. The boy can hoop straight up. There's no denying his 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 talent and his skill set. Absolutely, at all. absolutely. But well, you know what? Before you go, Jay, let's let the people decide. Let's take a nice hard listen at what one Kyrie Irving is saying now. All of a sudden, when he was approached about his theories and his conspiracies on certain topics that include COVID-19 vaccine. Bro, honestly, I, I like to keep that stuff private, man. I'm a, I'm a human being first, and obviously living in this public sphere, um, it's just a lot of questions about what's going on in, you know, in the world of, of Kyrie, and, and I think I, I just uh, would love to just keep that private and um, you know, handle it the right way with uh, my team and uh, go forward uh, together uh, with, with the plan. So. You know, obviously, I'm not able to be present there today, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm putting any limits on the future of me being uh, able to join the team. And I just want to keep it that way. So if we can keep that private. And if anybody has any further questions about that, please, it would be the same response. I would like to keep that private. Okay. <laughs> that dude is out there, bro. He's out there. He needs help. I'm sorry. Something ain't right with the boy. That boy ain't even the same solar system that we're in. That's how far out he is. <laughs> He's- he just he's he's fumbling in the bag, but you know I guess that's not a big deal to him, you know, or or, or his teammates for that matter. But whatever, you know, I I I'm just not a fan of all the stuff he's doing lately. So I, I don't even know what to say on that, man. <laughs> Maybe we should move on, bro. Maybe we should move on rather quickly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Jay Stone and Pac Man from All Money and Nipsey Hussle's label are scheduled to perform on October 9th in Ontario, California, as part of the Welcome to the West concert. And it was recently made public by Ontario by the Ontario Police Department in Ontario, California. Uh, they have a problem with these two performers due to street ties. Is it wrong for Ontario's police department to single them out? And is it foul that Idi Amin from the Outlaws posted that info? 
Um, first and foremost, man, these are good brothers. Mm-hmm. I've had a chance to meet Pac Man. Um, I've crossed paths with Jason. Never had a chance to really get introduced to him, but I've seen him in passing. Seems to be a really good brother. I, the man, the, both of these guys are about their business. Uh, I got a chance to meet Pac Man. Really down to earth brother. Um, hopefully, I'll get him on the show one day. Right. Um, but listen. Just because somebody has connections or has a past doesn't mean they can't handle their business. These gentlemen are businessmen. Right. Okay. They make records, good records. They go and perform. They go get the bag. They go build, they build studios. They build, you know, working on building their own empires. Mm-hmm. They ain't out here trying to commit no criminal activities. Too much, it's too much light on them. You can't be a gangster and be a rapper at the same time. No, you cannot. That's not to say that these guys ain't gangsters, because they are. They 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 about that life. But they're about better lives, okay? They're about bettering the lives of themselves and their families. Right. This is why they and, and Nipsey saw it. God rest his soul. He saw it. That's why he aligned himself with them and brought them along for the journey because he saw the talent in them. Yep. So to me, this is a racist st- stance. Number one, to threaten to put, take somebody out. You didn't bl- plastered them all over the promos. Sold tickets got people interested in coming to a show that's strictly West Coast. Because if you're in the West Coast, primarily Southern California and L.A. to be exact, you know there's everybody knows somebody that's from the streets. Okay, You can't move out here without being connected to the streets. No doubt. That's just how it is. So how can you not have a concert with dudes that represent these ain't studio dudes, these are real dudes, but they're about their business. They're about their money. So how do you not, how do you deny them an opportunity to make a living? That's what this exactly is, is about. As nothing is, this is a racist. This is a racist stance behind an Ontario Police Department because they are fearful because they're using their racist rhetoric and their racist views and laws to try to hide behind to justify why this organization, this company, should pull Jay Stone and Pac Man off the bill. That is absolutely ridiculous. And then I saw a post where it said Idi Amin posted it on Instagram that these guys are getting kicked off or potentially uh, trying to get kicked off. Mm. And I'm like, why would you post that? That should have been handled internally. Absolutely. And, I, and I've met Edie. Edie's a good dude. Like, I, I've never had any bad dealings with Edie. Edie's always come up to me. He's always spoken to me. Anytime I ask him questions or ask for an interview, he's always been very respectful and he's always been very, very willing to talk to me. So this could be a lapse in judgment. Hey, we all make mistakes. We all make bad bad decisions mm-hmm. in judgment. So I'm going to chalk it up to this being a bad decision in judgment. Okay. But ultimately, we can't. This, Edie is not to blame for this. No. It's it's the promoters and Ontario PD and the gang unit that are trying to put pressure on the promoters and the people that are running Welcome to the West Festival to get these guys off of here. And I hope that the, the promoters and the people that are behind Welcome to the West Festival stick to their guns and allow these two individuals to perform because they earn, they have a right to perform. You wanted them to perform before you got all this heat. Right. So stick to your guns. Don't punk out. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not like they're going on, on stage and busting guns and trying to gangbang. They're just trying to do on, some man. music, do their art, and, 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 and try to change their lives for the better, man. It's the well, it's, and then they want to claim, oh, it's the entourage. Everybody got an entourage. Everybody. What does. does that mean? You can't. You can only control what you can control. 
These, like I said, these brothers are here to 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 entertain the fans, to right. rock the stage, and get on about their business. That's it, and that's all. And that they need to be able to have that opportunity to do such a thing. Because let me tell you something, I am interested. I'm interested to see what's going to happen because I may have to make a decision myself as a media reporter and as a journalist. Because listen, what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong, and this is absolutely wrong. And and you, if you succumb to pressure, it's going to be it's, you're going to crumble because it, other artists are going to look at it and say, well, wait a minute, if they succumb to pressure to kick these guys off the building, maybe I'm next. Because what if Ontario PD or the gang unit says, hey, we don't want and I'm just saying as an example, and in, mm-hmm. in all, all respect, well, we don't want King Lil G. We don't want uh uh we don't want you know we don't want uh uh you know we don't want exhibit or we don't want the game or yeah. we don't want DJ Quick or we don't want I mean when does it end? You gotta take a stand now. Yeah, because if you don't take a stand and stand up for these brothers who you want on the bill. It's gonna it's gonna be a down snowball effect, downhill snowball effect. Absolutely, promoters need to step in. The bigger name artists that command, you know, the most stage time and money, they definitely need to speak them and step in, you know, because they'll be listened to as opposed to these cats that you know just trying to get on and do their thing. Well, and, and not only that, Jay Stone has an audience. Yes, he, he does. Just, he just dropped he just dropped two cold mixtapes, Stony Montana two and Stony Montana three. Right. Pac-Man is forever dropping stuff. I just went to the, the album release party not too long ago for Copy Supreme. Mm-hmm. So these brothers are out here keeping not only the marathon continues and Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle's legacy alive, but they continue to build on their own. Absolutely. Because that's what Nip, that's what Nip would have wanted them to do. Yes, sir. Okay. So don't give me this cockamamie story about oh, it's the entourage. Bull crap. MGK has an entourage too. And they've been tearing up hotel rooms at times. I've read the reports. Oh yeah. Do you does anybody kick MGK off or, or ban him from showing up somewhere? No. That's just how he is, so it's okay. Okay. So that's how Jay Stone and Pac-Man roll. Exactly. They're gonna bring their people because that's the people they grew up with. And they people ain't gonna try to do anything to damage or or, or 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 do anything that's gonna disrupt or destroy their livelihood. Are you crazy? Exactly right. Folks got I mean, you underestimate people. And that's the thing that pisses me off the most is that you underestimating these cats that they roll with. Exactly right. I don't understand it because they black. Is that what it is? What other Just come you, out and say it. Because Frank Sinatra used to run with the mafia and they used to be his entourage at the shows. He had henchmen. Well, all I'm going to say is this. <laughs> all I'm going to say is this. Do the right thing. Welcome to the West. Do the right thing. Allow these brothers to perform if they if they so continue to choose to perform. If they choose to 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 to, to perform on October the 9th in Ontario, then you need to allow them to perform and bring the necessary people they need to bring in order to to rock the stage and to rock out the show because ultimately it's for the fans. It's not about you. All right. Jake, thank you so much, sir. That was the moment's brunch for this week. I appreciate it. Yes, Let sir. me ask you a question, man, while I got you here. Always, man. <sighs> How can I delicately put this? Oh. Well, I'm not. <laughs> to hell with it. <laughs> Just come out and say it. I'm not. You know, we do this show every week. Yes, sir. And you've been, we've been gracious enough. And I talk a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I run my mouth. That's what I do. That's what I do, man. That's what you do, my friend. When did Southern California get so soft? You know, that's a good question. When Southern, and I, and let me be, let me let me preface that before somebody takes the sound yeah. bite and tries. To yeah, <laughs> yeah, do that. I'm born and raised in LA, right? And I'm from, and I always talk about the real LA. South of the 10, east and west of the 110, including Watts, Compton, yes. Long Beach, Carson, Gardena, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Inglewood, Hawthorne, places like that. Right? right, right. And I ask you that because recently I saw a quote from one Michael Nelson Trout, okay. better known as Mike Trout. Okay. Arguably one of the greatest hitters of our generation. Yes. Philly native, by the way. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Philly native. Great guy all around. I love Mike Trout. Yeah, he's, he's a good, great good dude. guy. Great guy. I have seen him not never turn down as the, as we say, not never turn down <laughs> an autograph. <laughs> I can speak perfect English, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just being funny. <laughs> and Trout made an interesting quote. And he, he and he he was speaking to a lot of media members at, at Angel Stadium. Recently, before this was in their final homestand over the weekend. Right. And he said, quote, this offseason is going to be big. Obviously, there's a lot of money to spend. Hopefully, we can go out there and get some big guys. I trust Perry, who happens to be the GM. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Madden has put his word out there on what he thinks is needed to go in the right direction. End quote. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the Angels will probably end up having between 50 to 60 million dollars in the offseason if they let a couple of contracts go that include Justin Upton. Right. Unless you're going to go get pitching, which is you need pitching like a smoker has a sweet tooth. (laughs) Okay. The thing that gets me is Mike Trout is so nice in this situation. Yeah. I really feel for Mike Trout. And Mike Trout has got to get a little harder heart. And really start to put pressure on this organization. Because if anybody can put pressure outside of Shohei Otani, it's Mike Trout. 100%. And if Mike Trout does not put more pressure than this comment that he just made here, he's doing himself and the fan base a disservice. And I'm going to say, Mike, it is time. We love you. You have done everything you've known to do humanly possible on and off the field. Hate to see Mike Trout lead the Angels, but damn it, it's time for you. If you really want to go win a ring, you really about that chip life, it's time for you to go get traded to a contender. And I'd be willing to guarantee they will trade you anywhere you desire to go. And there's not a team in Major League Baseball that won't pay your price. Because you are Michael Nelson Trout, one of the greatest hitters of our generation, one of the best players in our generation who has yet to get a playoff win. Not because of him, but because of the team you play for, because of the organization that governs the team that you play for. And if you don't get to a contender sooner than later, you will be worse off than KG was being stuck in Minnesota. There will be no out for you. So whether you get traded to the Dodgers, whether you get traded to the New York Yankees, Whatever contender you need to be traded to, that is the team that you need to go to immediately. Not immediately, immediately. Because if you don't, the only ring you'll be wearing, sadly, sir, 
is your wedding band. And on that note, that is my time for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. If you miss any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and all streaming platforms where you can hear fine podcasts like these for free 99. For myself and Jake Warner, my engineer extraordinaire, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to SiriusXM, Slam Radio, and Nightcast Media. Till next week, stay sharp. I'm out. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.